September 8th, Witnesses to God's Throne Room, Ezekiel chapter 1. In their respective books in the Bible, each of the three great Old Testament writer prophets, Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Daniel, was given a rare vision of God sitting upon his throne. These prophets did their best to describe their experiences using the words and images they had available to them. Though these descriptions are unlikely to be sufficient to convey the true wonder and divine glory of what they beheld, their scriptural word pictures do give us some insight into what actually lies beyond the barriers of our known physical world. Although many today claim to have seen visions of heaven, only of the thousands of people listed in the Old and New Testaments, only a handful are recorded to have actually received them. Besides the three prophets just mentioned, and Jesus Christ himself who came from there, only a few more people are listed in that group. These include the Apostle Paul, who had an indescribable vision of the third heaven, the Apostle John, who had multiple visions he recorded in the book of Revelation, the Old Testament prophet Zechariah, whose visions included one of God's court held in heaven, and the Old Testament prophet Micaiah, who received a heavenly vision of God on the throne in an unsuccessful effort to save wayward King Ahab from destruction. We also know that Moses spoke face to face with God on the, in a cloud on Mount Sinai, so it would not be unreasonable to think that perhaps he too was given a heavenly vision to help him pattern the tabernacle and its articles after God's instructions. In our current book, the prophet Ezekiel begins by telling us of his remarkable vision of God on the throne, found in the first chapter, reading from, first, from Ezekiel chapter 1. Above this surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli, and on this throne, high above, was a figure whose appearance resembled a man. From what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame, shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow, shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell face down on the ground, and I heard someone's voice speaking to me. Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 26 to 28, New Living Translation. The impact of this vision was enough to bring Ezekiel to a prostate, prostrate position. The vision was dreamlike and wonderful, yet the glory of it and God's presence overwhelmed his senses. We can likely expect the, expect the same when we too become witnesses to God and His throne. Ezekiel's vision of God might have been different from the others in that it appears to have been set on a remarkable chariot, bringing, down, bringing God down to earth rather than in heaven itself. The prophet Isaiah's vision of the Lord on His, on his throne added yet another observed detail, this time in a heavenly temple. Reading from Isaiah chapter 6, it was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. The prophet Daniel's vision gives some more information. I watched as thrones were put in place, and the Ancient One sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne, with wheels of blazing fire. And a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. 
millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began its session, and the books were opened. Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. All three descriptions come together to give us a composite picture of the nature and setting of God's throne and the glorious appearance of the one who sits upon it. How does all this impact me and my life today? First of all, we have abundant scriptural evidence that despite the, many magnificent, the mighty magnificence of these visions, God is intimately close to each one of us and cares deeply about even the smallest detail of our lives. He is not some distant creature who created the earth and stands back to let us all fend for ourselves. He sincerely loves us and earnestly desires that we would love and care about him in return. He seeks a daily relationship with us and wishes to reside within our hearts through the presence of the Holy Spirit. This opportunity is available to every person on earth who would receive the loving sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus Christ as the true and full atonement for our sins and invite him through the Holy Spirit to live within our hearts. Despite its unfathomable greatness, we too are invited to experience and witness the throne room in the presence of God. But we must come to him on his terms, covered with his divine holiness. No matter how good we are or have ever been, we can never be sufficiently holy on our own to enter into his presence, but are made clean by approaching through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Jesus died as a sin substitute for all who would willingly believe, receive, and be cleansed by him. He was then raised from the dead as the firstborn of a new covenant of grace and mercy. We who would choose to receive and follow after him are also given the privilege of one day being raised up to join him forever in his heavenly kingdom. May the Spirit speak to all of our hearts to invite Jesus in today. Reflection. Do these images of God and his throne impact your conception of him? If so, how? Why might God have given these visions, the prophets, such visions to share? Why not many more visions? How does this glorious magnificence compare with the many details going on in my own life today? Does God care about me? How about everything that is happening around me and to me? Does such a high and lofty God care? Yes, he certainly does care. And he has the power to address any and all evil or affliction that might be coming against us. And let us pray, Lord God, thank you that you care about even the smallest detail of our lives. Be with each one of us today to protect and guide us through the challenges of life. Help us to seek to follow more closely after Jesus. We are totally dependent upon your infinite love, mercy, and grace in our lives today and every day. Build our strength and faith as we rely and lean upon you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And have a beautiful, blessed day as we seek his face and in prayer approach the throne room of God.